My name is Alex. And look, I know, I'm supposed to do pop culture references that start with my name is. But those are actually pretty hard to find, and frankly, I'm surprised I've made it this long. I really only have one left, and I don't know how recognizable the intro to My Name is Earl actually is. I wouldn't recognize it, and I just listened to it on YouTube. So, my name is Alex. This is a podcast about Animorphs. You win this time, pop culture references. Welcome to Minds at Yerk. My name is Alex. I'm Megan. And I'm Tim. And this week we are talking about book 21, The Threat, part two of the David trilogy. How are you guys? Keep it interesting so we don't have to start over again. again. <laughs> I'm fantastic and I've never felt better for the past week. That's great news. <laughs> I know you were sick and had a fever, so I'm glad you feel yes. better now. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Bag? I'm remembering I can be sunburned, I guess. That's been my week. <laughs> ah, yes. The death ball in the sky comes for us all. Yes, I had ube ice cream. It was amazing. I do not know what this is. It is a Filipino dessert. Cool. I did not get the full-on dessert, which includes a lot of coconut and fruit, because I'm not a huge coconut fan, and I wasn't sure if I was going to like the ice cream, but I did. Highly recommend for anybody. Awesome. I, as of... Uh, 27 minutes ago, have finished the first season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yay! All right, so this is going to become the Brooklyn Nine-Nine cast. Yes. <laughs> Are you going which, to continue? Yes. Okay, good. Um, so do, does this mean we need to decide which Brooklyn Nine-Nine character each Animorph is? Well, Rachel's Rosa. I have absolutely nothing to add to this. I guess Jake is Jake. Jake could be Marco. Jake could be Marco. In which case, I think Terry would be Jake. That's fair. They have the same names. This has become confusing. Or Captain Holt. No, Captain Holt is definitely Axe. Captain Holt Don't is definitely Axe. <laughs> Captain Holt is an Andalite. Um, I think Charles has to be Cassie. Yeah, I can't think of... Yeah. Are Hitchcock and Scully Marco, though? I think Hitchcock and Scully take turns being chap. <laughs> okay, fair. Um, who do we have left? Tobias. Tobias. Tobias is played by... Okay, wait. Has... Oh, what is his name? Doug Judy? No, but that's fucking uh. good. No, Doug Judy's great. Um, Adrian... I cannot think of who he's played by. He's a bad guy in John Wick 3. Doesn't help me. Um, Crazy no. hair, Greek guy... What is his name? Are you talking about... Um, Was he in John Wick 1 and 2? No, he was at least not in one I haven't seen, too. He's in a lot of things. He's in The Good Place. He plays Derek in The Good Place. Oh, yeah, he hasn't shown up yet. Okay. He's Tobias, and it'll hit me at some point. His name is Adrian in the show, and I cannot think of what his real name is. And the chief of police is Visser 3? Uh, (laughs) is the vulture Tobias? No, Uh, chief of police is played by a woman, right? No, chief of police is the dude whose son Jake busts early on. Oh, yeah, there's only one episode with him, so no. Nope, there are two. He's in the the season one finale, too, because he tries to shut down the investigation that Jake is doing into someone. I will give it to you for season one, yes. Okay. Overall, no. Jason Manzoukas. Manzoukas, thank you. Yeah. Okay. yes, there we go. Cool. That was about as painless as that has ever been. (laughs) 
Hey, Tim. Hey. I was what? excited. Like, you were really excited. <laughs> I don't know. It means we're moving on and you can return to the conversation. <laughs> hey, Tim. Hey. How would you like to summarize a book? I would love to. Good. I would love for you to. <laughs> book 21, The Threat, which is also part two of the David trilogy. Rachel and Tobias save the falling roaches. David and Tobias acquire seagulls so the group can infiltrate the Marriott. There's a bald guy shooting invisible dracon beams out of his eyes. The gang goes home. Cousin Sadler got hit by a car. Family is moving in. The French prime minister has two chihuahuas and David is missing. Jake morphs Homer to find David. He's at the Holiday Inn. Jake explains how it is to him in the most Scott Summers way. <laughs> What? All right, we'll go with it. They decide to morph a dragonfly and use that as a bus for fleas to get into the resort. Jake morphs the dragonfly and eats a mosquito. They use a bellman's hat to gain access. Jake gets everyone stuck in a spiderweb and then in a yurkle. The yurkle is inside a hologram. David pulls a fire alarm and then trips. The gang escapes, except Jake who hangs out to save him. David morphs a lion and asks who would win in a fight between a lion and a tiger. And that sounds like foreshadowing. The gang hatches a plan to expose the yurks to the leaders. The gang morphs birds and bring weights, except for Cobra Marco. They use the weights to take out the Yurks at the mini pool. Jake figures out a little too late that it's a trap. It's a hologram inside a hologram. There's a hork army and Visser 3. Nope, it's Visser 3 and another hologram. David chickens out and ends up whining to Visser 3. Cassie ends up with the Dracon beam at her head and Visser 3 ends up with Axe's tail at his throat. Standoff. Visser 3 tries to talk David into coming with him and Jake sets up a plan to see if David is a traitor. It looks like he is. Tobias follows David and then David kills Tobias. And he's gonna go after Jake. Jake wants revenge. Jake and David fall out of the David's house. There are three hork in tow. Axe shows up to save Jake. David and Jake end up on a mall roof. Lion versus Tiger. They smash through a skylight, and then, to be continued. Tim? Yes. <laughs> I must say that on this day, May 21st, 2019, Common Era, I have never been more proud of you than I was in this moment <laughs> when you recognized foreshadowing. That happened... That happened real time while I was reading the book. When he asked the question, I'm like, hmm, that's going to come back later. <laughs> I uh, also need to point out that it was good that in perhaps memory of their friend Tobias, Jake could take out his nemesis, the mall skylight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that. That's too oh. soon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this by is, the way, this is if act- Tobias, if, if he's actually dead, I riot. <laughs> but do you, okay, first of all, did you like the book? Yes. Very much so. I will like the book a whole lot more once I get chapter or volume three. So, so do you think Tobias is dead or do you think Tobias is alive? Tobias is alive. I'm not sure how yet, but Tobias is alive. And he damn well better be. If that, if like, it'd be one thing for Tobias to go out. It's another thing for Tobias to go out in two sentences in book 21. I would be furious. Off panel? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would be just so mad. You know, you're predicting that he's alive and you know what that probably means. (laughs) It means, it means he's so dead. He's so, so dead. Mr. 3 is already warming up his barbecue sauce. Stop that. (laughs) That is not funny. Tim's laughter seems to imply otherwise, actually. (laughs) Oh, no. I was so mad. And I'm like, and by such a, like, doof, like David. Like, there's no way David takes out Tobias. So you are no longer Team David, huh? Oh, no. I hate this guy so much. (laughs) Just for the fact that he thought he killed Tobias. It's a bystander. Nothing bad. He's not terrible. He just kind of occasionally has bad thoughts. I didn't know he was a serial killer. He's you... not. He didn't kill anybody. Oh, no, no, no. That's his logic. He's I like, know. Tobias wasn't a person. And I'm like, oh, you are trash. <laughs> you are straight trash. 
It uh, probably should have given something away, Tim, when I sided with Marco last episode. Yeah, it absolutely should have. (laughs) So, has your prediction changed that David's going to survive? No, David's still dead. David's still dead, okay. (laughs) Yeah, he's still dead. Um, It's just going to be a lot more satisfying now when he dies. (laughs) Do you still think that he's going to die? I I don't see... Not off panel, but like, not accidentally, I guess. No, it would be so great if, if I mean, I, I don't mean to sound like terrible, but it would be so like if Jake were to kill him, but not in a like cold blooded type way, you know, as, as he were to exact, exact his revenge without actually, you know, straight up, like, like sort of like the end of uh, Batman Begins. He's like, I'm not going to kill you, but I'm not going to save you like that kind of thing. But yeah, it, it that guy, that guy needs to die. He's, I, I, there's like, he's a bird sociopath. I'm not sure how that works, but we no. got a lot to unpack. Yeah. <laughs> What about you, Meg? Did you enjoy this one? Oh, yeah. yeah. I do think this might be the first book I ever cried in. I got like a strange reaction reading it uh, when, when Tobias is proclaimed to be dead. I'm not going to tell you which one it is. Um, Did, are you talking about like this week when you read it or the first no, time No, the you read first it? time I ever cried oh, okay. in a book. Oh, okay, I gotcha. Um, I think was this book. Because we didn't know. We couldn't just go look at the next covers and see or look it up online. We had to wait. Damn, that would have been a good idea. You do not do that. <laughs> Damn it. Um, but yeah, I still love it. I still think these are incredibly well done and, and asking a lot of questions that uh, most YA middle grade books aren't going to ask. You know, um, there's a lot going on here. All right. So before we get into... Wait, did you like it, Alex? Oh yeah. I've said point blank, this trilogy is like my favorite part of the series that I remember. And that has not changed. Um, I did not expect that to change. Um... Before we get into the actual Yerk plot, let's talk about the jump from Marco not trusting this fool to Jake being like, well, he could be okay. (laughs) How did that work for you guys? Uh, He, Jake arrives at things at very odd times to me. Like when he finally realizes that it's a hologram and he's in a trap. (laughs) It's like, how did you, how did you get there now? As opposed you know? to like 10 minutes ago? Yeah, like what, what, I don't know. And it seems to happen a lot with Jake where it's like, you know, something's not right here. Something's, ugh, hologram. And you're like, wait, what? You know, like, I I don't know. Yeah, I liked the, the bit around there where he was talking about, yeah, sometimes I get these gut feelings and I never listen to them. <laughs> and I don't think they're usually right. And I'm like, you never listen to them and then things go wrong. Maybe you should listen to them, my dude. <laughs> did yeah. you, did you want to hear this book's Tim is Jake moment? Absolutely. Okay, he's talking to Cassie, and he says, Well, that's helpful, I said, making a deprecating face. You're supposed to be the insightful one. I'm just a moron when it comes to figuring people out. I was like, yeah, Jake. Jake speaks for all of us. Or at least me. I was gonna say, Cassie speaks for me. Yeah. (laughs) Although, gotta say, a little disappointed in Cassie. Kinda wishy-washy on this one. Plenty of red flags for her to figure it out. I would not be surprised if Cassie is holding back still after quitting. It, you know, she's been accepted back, but but I could see her being like, you know what, I'm just going to ease back into my role in this and not just immediately call up a new guy. Yeah, I think there's truth to that. This this book, there was a there was a moment when they had to morph humans and yep. Cassie was all like, yeah, whatever, they're controllers, it's fine. And I'm like, well, that seems a little out of character, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, I guess not overall, because she's not wrong, or at least in like my opinion, I guess, but it did seem like sort of like they glaze right on through that and it was not a thing. Um, I don't think they had any other options was kind of the hints. Come Like... Cassie was still, I think she is still on the fence about it. But yeah, she does. I mean, without really any other option, what can you do? 
I don't know. They had that really just foolproof, let's become the French Prime Minister's wife to Chihuahuas option. <laughs> I'm sorry. Living with a Chihuahua? I don't think I want to deal with that level of just, like, fearing everything. <laughs> like, Rachel's been a mouse. Rachel's been a mouse. Like, I feel like that's the same way. <laughs> I don't know. Charlie, what do you think? <laughs> As he looks stoically on. No, he's looking at the food, trying to figure out how oh. to get some of it. <laughs> so, uh, the you were proud of me for mentioning the foreshadowing. I was. The Chihuahuas was where I blew it on the foreshadowing. <laughs> I was like, why else would they mention the two chihuahuas? Those must be coming back into play later. Those are Chekhov's chihuahuas, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you never know they could come into play in book three. They could. They could. They could. Absolutely. I'm I'm not going to lie. I don't remember how this whole summit is resolved. Like, I assume the Animorphs win because it sounds like if they lose, game over. And we do still have 34 more books. 34 yeah. more books? Yeah. yeah. But I truly don't remember how it resolves. Tobias better be around for those 34 books. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Look, I just think you need to prepare for the fact that someone may or may not die. It can't happen in book 21 and it can't be off panel. I should have to No, more. but he's... No, none of them are going to die. David's going to die. Standing I just firm. think you need to prepare for the fact that someone may or may not die. I've decided that I'm going to start dropping hints about what happens and fake clues going forward. <laughs> fake clues. Because so I, I find so much to use Tim's word for the, the week, foreshadowing in these books. Um, and I'm just like, I'm never going to remember it by the time we get to the end. So Tim, now you know, there are two options. Somebody may die, but also somebody may not die. Yeah. It's definitely why why one of those two. Why don't you just give the whole book series away, Alex? No point in reading them now. Somebody may die, somebody may not die. It turns out Marco was a ghost all along. <laughs> that's why i relate to him so well yeah yeah actually <laughs> i gotta say jumping very far ahead in this book when marco freaks out about maybe being stuck in a flea morph and cassie calms him down after he shouts reaction help me <laughs> and his reaction is not to play it cool act like he's oh, yeah. fine or anything like that but instead has a mini breakdown and thanks her mm-hmm. yeah very 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 good moment very good moment yeah especially coming off the last couple of books yeah i mean it's it's kind of like him being like you left but i'm so glad you came back and yep. that's about the last we're gonna mention that so do you think jake had a plan for the chihuahuas or so <laughs> <laughs> these damn chihuahuas <laughs> because i enjoy imagining what his pitch to the rest of the team would have been if cassie had not come in with a better idea because it's gonna sound crazy okay we need to become her chihuahuas so we need to get in and steal the chihuahuas. <laughs> well, how are we going to get in? Well, we'll be the chihuahuas. Maybe if we're different chihuahuas, she won't notice. I just see it being very, uh, 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 very much like him going on for a solid seven and a half minutes <laughs> and the others just kind of staring blankly at him. Kind of like our first take at recording this episode. <laughs> yeah. Not great. You know, whatever his plan was, you know how it would have gone down. It would have been one of them is able to to morph a chihuahua, so it would have been one regular chihuahua and one anamorph chihuahua, and them having to deal with that situation and because the other chihuahua would clearly know that something was up. Dude, somehow yeah, Marco ac- somehow Marco accidentally acquires the French Prime Minister's wife, <laughs> so they have to kidnap her and a chihuahua and infiltrate as her and a chihuahua, and it's Marco as her and rachel as a chihuahua (laughs) rachel would be a damn vicious chihuahua 
But she would hate every minute of it because she would miss her grizzly bear claws. This is very true. Early on in the book, they said something about Marco when they were flying, about him pouting. And so I ended up thinking about that for like the next three chapters. How does a bird pout? Loudly. <laughs> Little frowny beak. I have no lips and yet I must pout. <laughs> they, they monologue through <laughs> their pouting. He just grumbles a lot. I don't know. Marco seems to pout all the time, so I'm really not sure how it's much different. Yeah, that's that's valid. Also, I think if we've learned anything after 21 books, it's that Tobias can definitely pout as a bird. If Tobias can pout, so can Oh, Marco. that's true. That's yeah. Fair. I really hate David's, like lack of respect for tobias Mm -hmm. like just period like yeah not even the fact that he kills him towards the end it's oh sorry um (laughs) but it's just kind of like calling him a racist yeah and like not completely understanding the fact that like tobias's life is of being a fucking bird yeah he has to. I mean, just adapt once, I wish David would say like he's some a birds bird. And like hate other birds. And also, fuck David. Sorry, I think you froze there for a minute. <laughs> I did. Yeah, or I did. Oh. One of us did. I don't know. It's Battle of the Max tonight. Um. Uh. Anyways, uh, a lot of shit happens in this book. I was really debating texting you guys to be like, does anybody have, remember how we ended the last episode so we could act like we're just picking it up immediately from? <laughs> and that might have been a better opening. You know, I actually thought about listening back to see it to basically do that. It would have been a better opening. I wish I'd had that thought more than 10 minutes before it was time to start recording while I was in the middle of the season one finale of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> so good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm pretty sure we ended it with, and until next time, we fight. Uh, no, there, no was a, there was a to be continued. Yeah, to be continued. All right, there. I shouted to be yeah. continued over you. That's right. Yeah. So we get a new insect. We get the dragonfly. And the discussion of how fleas can't aim their jumps. And this visual of how they make up for that. Yeah. <laughs> Might be my new favorite thing about this series. This sounds as frustrating as any game in Mario Party. <laughs> this is true. And Jake's it, it response was pretty, is amazing. Yeah, it was pretty fantastic. The, don't be offended, or, or I don't mean this offensively, but bite me. <laughs> It's pretty, pretty great. And it worked. Yeah. Which means any more flea morphs that they do, there's going to be some biting. <laughs> do not go down whatever thought process you're going. I hear it. It's not happening. Have you let it go? We're good. All right. <laughs> I don't think he's let it go. He's still working it out. <laughs> so, are you good? <laughs> are you good? I'm good. I want a pair of these sunglasses, but I'm good. It's more terrifying when I don't say what I'm thinking. (laughs) Nope, it's not. I just wanted you to get it out. I want a pair of these sunglasses. I don't know if they come back. The The dragon beam? Yeah. Oh, oh, right. Yeah. I don't know if they ever come back. I also really, really like the use of Men in Black constantly because I think this was around the time the movie came out. It was like a year or two before Men in Black 2 came out. Okay. But after the first one. I also like the idea of somebody with such a low level Dracon beam that it just sort of irritates everybody as opposed to like trying to murder them. Can't have birds just dropping out of the sky. Kind of having them scream and then turn around. Yeah, the fact that uh, Jake has to take it twice. I'm not going to do anything with that either. (laughs) I appreciate that. Do we break Tim? I think we broke Tim. Tim has left. Tim Cassied again. Huh. Tim just stood up without a word, took off his headphones, and walked away. Huh. Look at the goblin I'm drawing. Trying to do that without... (laughs) 
trying to do that without being noticed. Yeah, that didn't happen. Uh, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> it was actually very noticeable. <laughs> it's okay, we gave away all the secrets. Yeah. You missed them all. Somebody yeah. lives or somebody dies. Somebody tells their story. I'm glad you went there. I went there too. Of course. I... I'm not throwing away my shot. See, we can throw these in occasionally, and it's great. But I just read a book that like relied so heavily on quotes from Hamilton that it actually made me hate Hamilton a little bit. But that's because you'll never be satisfied. <laughs> I am the Angelica of the group. Tobias comes back on like chapter one. I'm, I'm, I'm calling it right now. Okay. What did you get up and get? Oh, I just turned the air on. Oh. It's like 9,000 degrees in here right now. No, the Animorphs books are all in the other room. I have not looked at the cover. I, I take them out one at a time without looking at the next one. Are we going to have to, like, take them from you and just issue you one each week? <laughs> I do not read ahead. I do not look ahead. I do not do anything. Okay. In fact, the thought had not occurred to me until she said something about looking at the other covers, and I was like, damn it. Could have figured I mean, this spoiler, one out real quick. <laughs> Tobias wouldn't be next anyways. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, one of my least favorite tropes these days is using like some kind of secret code that isn't pre-stated at some point. And yet Cassie calls Jake and starts just talking and he understands it. And I don't hate it. And I think it's because they've been doing this long enough that they've probably have had, and in my mind I've established that they've had conversations where they have to pick up on the context clues of what they're saying. I mean, we actually have seen them have these conversations. I don't know that it's yeah. been Cassie and Jake, but we've definitely seen Marco and Jake do it. Yes, for sure. The, the context of the conversation was so like, it was pretty clear though. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like it was that, that great of a code. I mean, did that... you check the TV guide? I would probably yeah. been like, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> but... I'm going to send you all kinds of coded messages tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, um, I do it with my mom occasionally. <laughs> Usually relates back Thanksgiving somehow. So Sadler. Sadler. We are reminded yeah. that horrible things happens to kids even when they're not your faith. Yeah. And my first thought while reading the story of Sadler was, oh yeah, right. This is where David's going to try to single white female Jake's cousin. <laughs> <laughs> That is the only reason that is possibly in this story. And then later when he was like, I've got a candidate as a person to live a life out as. Like, ah, yeah, Jake, you're dumb for not figuring that one out. Yeah, well, he's too busy trying to fight for his life. So, you know, whatever. Trying to decide if a tiger can beat a lion. Did anybody Google that? I thought about no. Googling it, but I didn't want the spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then... The way it ended, I immediately assumed that next time we'd be looking at lions and tigers and bears. Oh my. Sorry. Absolutely a lion takes a tiger though, right? Like, not in Animorphs context. Like, obviously the tiger's gonna win in the Animorphs, but oh, in the so wild. so you think that David's gonna die from Jake killing him as a tiger and that's chapter one and then we have to spend the rest of the book? No, chapter one is Tobias isn't dead. It turns out Tobias carries like a little fake dummy red-tailed hawk with him, and he just threw it at the Golden Eagle, and the Golden Eagle was stupid, so he just killed it and thought he killed Tobias. That's how that's gonna play out. Or maybe he had like a little, maybe he has little dummy red tail hawks or there was just happened to be another red held hawk or something. I don't know. You think. But that's not, that's not Tobias. Either that or he's going to morph before he dies. Hey, uh, there is an entire Wikipedia page on tiger versus lion. Of course there is. Um, there is a physical and behavioral comparison. There are examples of their coexistence in the Eurasian wilderness and observed fights. And then you have various zoologists weighing in on which would win. Most favor the tiger because lions hunt in packs and tigers hunt solitary. Oh, that's a fair uh, argument. Okay. Yeah, that is a good argument. Hmm. Yeah, I am curious, like, actually between David and Jake. Jake 
has spent more time in tiger form and thus has a better grasp on it but how much does that pure instinct actually kick in that david probably still has a little bit more of because he hasn't quite gotten a grasp of this brain john vardy owner of the londolosi reserve in south africa says people always ask me which one is bigger if a tiger and a lion had a fight which one would win well i've seen tigers crunch up a full-grown leopard tortoise like it was nothing lions try but they just don't get it right damn if there's wow. a fight the tiger will win every time All right. wow the bbc in 20 16 did a three-round study of agility strength and intelligence uh and favored the tiger in the case of intelligence particularly in a timed challenge none of this would have been known as well back in the 90s so no. i am curious how it is going to go the main argument for a lion faring well is actually what is given in the book the thick fur and in particular the mane would prevent access to vulnerable areas how would you feel if we find out tobias lives as we find out jake dies so like a Romeo and Juliet kind of situation? No, what the fuck? No. So like, wait, 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 wait. In your scenario, then Tobias then kills himself in mourning for Jake <laughs> yes. being dead. Jake yes. comes back to life, sees that Tobias has in fact killed himself and then kills himself. <sighs> No, no, no. There, there was like an extra step in there. Like it would just be that, like. Well, I was Tobias doing as dead. happens in. Ro- so you're thinking really more that's... West Side Story than Romeo and Juliet. Maybe, maybe, okay. maybe that's a more fair comparison. Because Romeo and Juliet ends with them both dead. Sure, but I was kind of like the step one of that, where it's one thinks the other is dead, then dies, then the other one wakes up and is like, oh shit, the other one's dead. I don't sort of like that piece of it. So See West Side Story. Tobias yeah, and Jake yeah. feeling like they can't live without each other. <laughs> just saying. Of any two people in this book, just saying. No, no. Of any two people, it's Marco and Tobias. That's very true. (laughs) But I was thinking more like comic book style where you've got the dual panels and you've got Uh, Rachel getting to the bird. while you got the lion going for the tiger and eventually Rachel realizing Tobias is alive while David takes the last final bite breaking the net head going the wrong way You're i don't know i <laughs> wow that was very graphic <laughs> um no I, I half of me would be like super relieved because tobias isn't dead oh, wow <laughs> and then like a minute later i'd be like well shit now jake's dead damn it poor tom's never gonna get that yerk out of his head now yeah yeah yerks do make the worst babysitters though yeah <laughs> don't tell Vister three the babysitter's dead <laughs> <laughs> there's the adaptation we need yeah <laughs> so marco's dad is dating marco's dad is dating how do we feel about this? I am very hopeful that it is Chapman's sister, the Cinnabon manager. I forgot this was a thing. <laughs> Danny, Mc- Danny McBride? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there is a Burger King that sells Cinnabons at one of the exits that I occasionally pass when I have to jump on a train. And every time I laugh, they got a big sign. Cinnabon is here. <laughs> I want to go to the Cinnabon Burger King. That seems like the place to get Cinnabon. Like the, if you're going to do it, go to the Burger King and do it. Yeah, never mind a Cinnabon. No, 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 no. It's got to be in a Burger King. (laughs) So they said they were at an abandoned mall when they fought? It was empty because it was late at night and malls. So late it was early. Not abandoned, but empty. Got it. It's still the 90s. The malls haven't been forsaken yet. (laughs) That's what I wondered. I wondered if there was like a... A mall where we go, you know, have concerts and do gymnasty. And then there's a mall that's been shut down that nobody nobody talks about or goes to anymore. I think it's, it's the possible. same mall. Yeah. I And now in my head, Canon, it's the same skylight. I'm glad I the can do that The exact same one. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Too soon. <laughs> uh... 
So Can, uh, this week's shitty Andalite should be a Tobias Memorial. I just want to say that. A just Tobias a Memorial. Show. Yeah. Obviously, you have free creative control. That's just my little two cents, and you can cut. So we learned that stale dog poop and cat poop are not fascinated at all. I mean, stale dog poop's a little better than stale cat poop, because really, who cares about that shit? <laughs> not even stale cat poop. Regular cat poop. Stale dog pet poop is better than regular cat poop. Yeah. Uh, we also learned that Axe is not wild about the idea of humans televising their military events shocker i thought you were going to go with clothing because we had a lot of like acts disdain about clothing but yes yes there is a moment where he's like what the fuck guys you do what i mean okay look we can go for the clothing thing too because i do have a note on the confrontation with fisser three but first it's like watching tapes from desert storm Rachel said. You know, like Tobias was the was the jet pilot and we're the smart weapon going for the target. You put your wars on television for people to watch? X asked. He sounded shocked. Humans. They're a fucking problem. And it was at this moment that I had a thought. And I know normally, including earlier in this episode with the Brooklyn Nine-Nine conversation, this is where Tim would tune out on the <laughs> who would we assign to certain characters in a specific context conversation. But I need you to hang in there with me, Tim. Because this one's right, gonna right. be up your alley. Okay. If if there were Animorphs comics, Mark Russell would need to write the Axe miniseries. Yes. And it is absolutely true. In this spirit, that Meg and I very quickly figured out who would write a book for each character and oh, the whole team. I can't wait for this. So, Tim, are you ready? Yes, absolutely. Where would you like me to start? Let's start with Jake. Jason Aaron. <laughs> Who's like the last okay. person that we finally put everything together? Yeah, nope, I dig that one. Yeah, Rachel, the, huh? Do the art. Who would do the art? Okay, uh, so for Jake, we've got Jason Aaron writing, mm-hmm. Josh Hood on art. Okay. And nope, Laura Martin on colors. Okay, all right. So not... I would a- not, absolutely read the crap out of that book, Not but okay. super dark color-wise, still kind of a, you know, fairly realistic yeah. art style, but some room to play to dark, some room to play to light, still mm-hmm. kind of structured and, 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 you know, not super stylized. Yep. For Rachel, we have Kelly Thompson with Jin Bartell on art and colors Mm -hmm. because, I mean, there are... It's Megan's favorite. No, it's Megan's favorite. (laughs) I mean, that and also, like, there are three artists who come to mind for someone who cares as much about fashion. Yes. And I feel like if if Rachel existed in 2019, she would own the Captain Marvel and or Thanos shoes. This is I thought you were gonna go with the Prince because I do have the Captain America print. I don't know. She would definitely own the Captain America shoes. Yeah. Okay. Tobias. Yeah. Written by Matthew Rosenberg. Yeah. Art by Joel Jones. Okay. Colors by Laura Allred. They're currently working together, uh, Jones and Allred on Catwoman. Yeah. Yep. I would absolutely read that one as well. Mark Russell writing Axe. Yes. Emmy Lennox on art. Jordi Belair on colors. Not familiar with Emmy Lennox. Um, she's done some of the uh, Black Hammer stuff. I think she did oh, okay. the Cthulhu okay. one shot. Okay. And she did Plutona with Jeff Lemire. Okay. Yeah. All right. For Cassie, mm-hmm. Jeremy Whitley writing. Uh, perfect. It's perfect. Jin St. Ange <laughs> on art. Triona okay. Farrell on colors. It's perfect. Absolutely perfect. Um, I'm going to... No, I'll go ahead and do Marco. Okay. Writing, drawing, and coloring, Chip Starsky. Chip Starsky. Okay. Yep. I would read every one of those. And for the the whole team book... Mm -hmm. And I realized as I was compiling this from our conversation, we never 100% settled it. Uh, Tim, you can break the tie. Okay. I said James Tynan. Okay. Meg said Brian K. Vaughn. Okay. 
for the whole team for book. For the, the, yeah. the combined team book. That's not even a question. It's going to be Brian K. Vaughn. I knew you'd Absolutely. say that. <laughs> I stand by Tynan, who, while we were having this conversation, was tweeting about wanting Animorphs to come back. Uh, Cliff I Chang. Mean, that is a fair reason to give it to him. Huh? Cliff Chang. That Cliff is Chang on art. Yeah. Matthew Wilson Chang on color. Perfect choice for the art. I love it. And I picked I a single a single letterer for our whole Animorphs imprint <laughs> so that we have visual and stylistic consistency across all the books. And that is Pat Brousseau, who is currently on Wonder Woman, among many, many other things. But whose nice. Wonder Woman lettering is just absolutely gorgeous. That was easily the best, uh, what, do you, what do you call that, where you assign, I don't know, whatever it is. when you Buzzfeed listicle? Yes, yes, yes. It's the best Buzzfeed listicle I've ever heard. And we're going and to add them all on wait. Twitter, right? Yes, absolutely we should. I cannot wait for the Jeremy Whitley Cassie book. I mean, that one was just such the perfect choice. Yeah. yeah. That one was Meg's call. That was a good call. Yeah. Oh, that's a perfect call. I, I honestly that's had not so mentally good. managed to move past Mark Russell writing Axe and how great that would be. No, that is Until so Meg perfect. started perfect. throwing names at me. Yeah. I can't wait to see the responses. Man, I would do that and then get whatever tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> Like if we if we if we harass enough people about needing animorphs content, eventually someone will make some, right? Yeah, that's how the internet works, huh? Yep. Yep. We just need to to copy Scholastic on all of this. (laughs) Do so good. Um. And then we can get like, okay, okay, Tim, Tim, Tim. Yes, yes, yes. Who would you give the Chapman one shot to? Oh, God. The Chapman one shot. Hold on, I have to think about this and not just go to my, my like obvious go-tos. I mean, to be Actually, fair, I think a lot of what I threw out there were my obvious go-tos, but they were. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yours was very good. Um, I'm trying not to say. Clearly the answer is Tom King. Tom King would be a... <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Tom King is pretty much incapable of writing bad comics, so. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that, but. He's written some amazing ones. Sure. Um, that doesn't mean he's incapable of writing bad ones. Yeah, I'm up to date on Heroes in Crisis, so I agree with I, Meg. Oh, yeah, I'm not up to date on Heroes in Crisis, so. Um, I mean, isn't Heroes in Crisis, like, from issue one a problem? It has not been what I have wanted it to be consistently. I'm trying to get past Tom Taylor because I love Tom Taylor everything, but I don't know that Tom Taylor really, like, screams to me Chapman. Um, may I posit a suggestion? Absolutely. How about, how about Matt Fraction? Matt Fraction would be an interesting choice. But still Chip's, Chip doing the art. <laughs> um, David Aha, we could reunite the Hawkeye oh, team. Oh, yeah, I like that. Or uh, Salvador LaRocca, reunite the Iron Man team. I would read a Tom Taylor, Eric King book. I'm really bummed these aren't things. Matt Kent. Matt yeah. Kent might be fun writing uh, a, a Chapman book. I also jokingly suggested while while Meg and I were talking about this, and then we'll move on for the two listeners at home who have not tuned out. <laughs> uh, that Grant Morrison should write the Elamist. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. without question. Yeah, I feel like Vita should get in there too somewhere. Oh, quite figured out where yet? Well, I, I was waiting for you to say Magdalene Visaggio somewhere in here. Oh, that would be good too. I mean, yeah, Mags is no, also her... a strong contender for the team book. Team book, yeah, yeah yes, yes, yeah. absolutely. That would be a great book. Just have like a collection of one shots with the entire team. 
I mean, I'm picturing something like the way that, that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series is handled right now, where you have an ongoing series that's the main story, and then just constantly revolving miniseries and one-shots that fit into the continuity of that, but let you jump in and take time with who you need as you need. That's fair. I bet you Tom Taylor would write a whale of a team book, too. Yeah? Okay. okay. So, Sorry. <laughs> moving right along. Um, Marco has a Marco has a pretty mouth. Whoa. I mean, yes, he has the prettiest flea. <laughs> hey, you know, I'm the cutest flea you've ever seen, Marco replied. No one has prettier blood-sucking mouth parts than me. Marco has a pretty mouth. The term mouth parts I find upsetting. Well, I mean, have you ever looked at a picture of a flea? Well, yeah, but not I, just the context of somebody saying mouth parts. There is a line in Little Women, which which I had been working on, uh, about, you know, me and my big mouth, Joe says, only one night. And I don't think anyone noticed it except those of us sitting in the booth. Um, but one night instead of big mouth, Joe did say me and my beautiful mouth. <laughs> and that was awkward. <laughs> and I thought of that again as I read Marco talking about his pretty mouth. I mean, yeah. I can... Because oh, it shit. took Sorry. it took a good Is deal of right restraint there? not to get on, on the intercom and be like, you've got a pretty mouth. <laughs> I'm very glad you did not. I'm glad I did not, too. Everything okay over there? Yeah, I hit um, delete on my doodling and oh, no. only meant to hit backspace. Oh, no. Yeah, Marco's uh, really quiet in this book and doesn't say a lot of terrible things. And we also kind of get a shift away from him and David kind of going at it. Oh, I just hit 10,000 steps. <laughs> <laughs> so now I just moved Tim, my arm. Tim does interpretive dance while we record. Meg's <laughs> on a treadmill. <laughs> So this one also had like the most like Jake is in charge moment that I can remember when they're all wanting to light up David on the way back. And he's like, no, everybody shut your mouths. And they all start to like fall in line and and do exactly what he says. Yeah. Like it was, it was, I don't know, sort of noticeably firm, I guess we'll say his, his command. I want to talk about this more in the next episode because I think it's going to be a lot more apparent in the next book. But I, on top of thinking this is just a really, really good group of books, it is a big turning point in my opinion. I think a lot of things that happen um, or don't happen in these three books really start to shape Jake and Rachel, especially, um, Marco, I think it's, it's debatable, because um, I think Marco stays kind of even keel for a while. But I think as reluctant as Jake is, this is kind of the stepping point of him really stepping into that leadership role. And Rachel's book, we can talk about more, but I think it's a complete shift into who she is. So, as is apparent by the end of this book. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just, I don't know. Some the, In some ways, I feel like you can kind of group these books into, like, you know, the beginning. It's probably the first, what, five, six books. And then there's kind of the, okay, this is no longer really cool and exciting and, like, what the hell are we doing kind of thing. And then there's, like, everybody kind of having a breakdown. And this is kind of, like, the start of everybody post-breakdown really falling into whatever role they're supposed to have, whether it be for good or ill. Yeah. Yeah, that tracks with what I remember, for sure. When did the uh, ghost-written book start? Uh, I think around 26. Okay, so we still got a little ways. Yeah. yeah. We've got a few books between us and that. And she still has control over those. Like, Yeah, sure. She's still directing them, so or they're still directing them, because Michael Grant is involved as well. But yeah, I think um, a lot of stuff goes bad here that, you know, Jake does have to go, all right, I gotta really start making these tough calls, and maybe killing people. Like, <laughs> David. So what you're saying is before now, Jake has not killed people and Visser 3's twin is still alive. <laughs> nope. Cassie killed him. 
<laughs> and also, considering that they're fine morphing into controllers because it's not really a human, a controller may not be really a human and is okay to kill. No, I don't think that's exactly how they mean that. Okay, yeah. but let's not go back down this conversation <laughs> from like that's, six books ago. That's fine, but the interpretation on morphing controllers is, well, they have to and they're not like taking control of the mind and memories and experience and soul of a person. They're just copying their body. They're making a clone, essentially. Yeah. Cute Weird Al's, I think I'm a clone now. <laughs> I have one more note, unless and until we want to get into the uh, the actual heist break-in part of the story and that is cassie makes a serious critique of aristotelian uh elements of drama here cassie grinned typical males she said uh, airily self-mocking all you think about is plot you always forget about their personality it's about character Mister three has to be there see he's an egomaniac and all i could think is good on you cassie for taking down aristotle who insists that plot is more important than character and that all character must exist in service of plot but Cassie is... Nope, I was going to say Cassie's the best. But yeah. Cassie is great. Cassie is the best, yes. No. <laughs> but she is pretty awesome. I thought Tim had vanished again. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm stewing on that one. No, I loved that moment. Because they're all like, no, uh <laughs> <laughs> You see, Tim, according to Aristotle, there are six key facets of drama. In order of importance. Plot, then character, then thought, then diction, then melody, then spectacle. And it is a long-standing argument among uh, uh, dramaturgs and theater critics that that maybe character, especially in a more modern structure, is more important. It's really fascinating. I am trying to decide, and I could not respond to that without further research and thought, but I'm trying to decide of something that I've witnessed where I was more invested in the character than the plot. My favorite author gets asked all the time how she writes believable characters and it's because she gives them three basic criteria what do they desire what do they fear and what will they do and stop at nothing to get what they desire and that's how she kind of avoids trope which is what you get when you're just like the plot has to yeah happen. yeah no that makes sense yay philosophy class <laughs> we're around aristotle sigler had some good stuff to say about writing quality characters too and it was sort of along the same lines i mean if you think more in or in terms of movies as well like plot heavy movies tend to be our blockbusters versus yeah. character heavy movies they both have value sure they both hold merit you it's can also argue that those I movies think... that are our blockbusters put spectacle way higher on the list than others sure too. sure true too um but i i think that like it's kind of a weird argument because it seems to be very 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 subjective and so like that, that's why i'm sitting here trying to think of examples because it seems like like at first glance i would agree with that that i focus more on the plot than i do the characters involved in the plot but then those are really good reasons why the plot oh, i don't know that's tough because if you have junk characters then your plot devalues hmm. a lot to take in there tropes are trope for a reason and they're necessary and needed I would argue that they're equally, plot and character are equally important. That might be the fairest statement. I mean, I've read enough character-driven books where it's like, man, there was no plot in that book. Yeah. And I still loved it. Oh, no, I, I did not have that response <laughs> to those situations. Um, I was like, there was no plot in that book. Throw it away. Well, I'm glad I could I could bring this divisive issue to the table. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. That's, I'm going to stew on that one probably for two weeks. All Good. Right. I expect a full report when we return in a fortnight. <laughs> 
Please cite all sources according to MLA format. Wait, is that the good one? There is no good one. They're used for different things. I know, but there's one that, like, I don't know, it seems like people get mad at. There's MLA, which is for modern language. Yeah. There's APA, which is anything research-based. There's Chicago, which I can never fucking remember what Chicago is used for. Chicago is typically the one people get frustrated with. Is that the one? I think Chicago is what I use for, like, my legal classes. Chicago tends to be broadly journalistically based, if I recall, because it's actually based on, like, saving column inches. Yeah. Like, Chicago is the one that tells you not to use serial commas. We have gone off the rails. Let's talk about (laughs) Visser 3 morphing the White House staffer in the nude. Because this is what nobody points out as it is happening. We see, we see, so let's, let's back up. Uh, they have infiltrated this event at which all of the heads of state attending are going to be yerked Mm -hmm. and they have developed this plan to hide inside of a hologram grab the heads of state as they would be thrown in to be yerked and say hey these are yerks aliens bad meet our friend the andalite who we just had put on this tux that is gonna get ripped when he morphs out so i guess he's probably gonna be nude for heads of state two through six as well um they didn't think that one through and then it turns out that that hologram was inside a bigger hologram and it was a trap laid by Visser 3, who, as things are going sideways for everyone and the real security comes in, goes to morph back to his uh, slashed shoe buddy, the head of logistics or whatever for the White House. He's not wearing a morphing suit, and even if he were, that's not his natural form. He is totally morphing buck naked into this dude. I, I gotta be honest. I'm not 100% sure on this, but I do feel like they get better at clothes and eventually can do it in shoes. Like, either I am totally making that up from some fanfic I read, or that actually does happen later. And if that's the case, he occupies an Andalite that has been doing this for a long time and maybe can make shoes appear. Well, they do make the comment about the guy carrying a suit in a trunk next to him. So I'm pretty sure that establishes the fact that he naked. Yeah, I mean, you you get that detail. They never make explicit. Yeah. These kids are all sitting there staring at nude viscer three <laughs> and i don't know what is so funny to me about this but it's it's like i don't know i'm picturing picturing uh kramer from seinfeld as viscer three in this one i guess or maybe we'll go with jason alexander who if he's a monster is less of one and i don't think he's one uh i think so i have no ev- i am not aware of any evidence that jason alexander is a monster so we'll go with jason alexander whose poor name is buck naked and therefore this is appropriate hi <laughs> I've watched Seinfeld too. Um, I picture just like hip morphing down to Jason Alexander. Totally dude. Thinking here are all these aliens who don't believe in clothes staring at me. When really it is six awkward kids and <laughs> their alien buddy who doesn't care. No, he doesn't see the point in clothes. Um, I mean, I guess. The clothing conversation seems to just only kind of occasionally come up because like they have (laughs) David turn around when Tobias goes to steal some clothes. But he totally did morph into a cockroach or morph from a cockroach to something else or something. Bird to cockroach. Which Cassie was there and they didn't tell her to turn around. So does this mean Cassie has seen David nude or? Definitely. And this is the thing that is so funny to me. And maybe, maybe I am just in my heart of hearts a two year old. (laughs) I mean, yes. But stopping and picturing through some of these action sequences in particular where, hey, 
some of them are just hanging out there is really funny to me when it's not meant to be funny. And maybe that says more about me than it does about the book. (laughs) But I'm trying to imagine like the, the movie or comic book adaptation of this. And it's like, here is Nudie McNooderson, the president's chief of operations. While all his buddies in suits hold guns at kids. And that's funny. I don't know why that's funny. Because if you don't laugh, then you're going to cry. Pretty much. all the horror. I mean, yes, we can take the Marco advice. This once. <laughs> Marco's a good guy in this one. I'm, I'm all for taking his advice in this one. I just want to know, are they running this hologram every night? Or is it because they pulled the fire alarm and assumed maybe Andalites are involved and so decided to do this? Or is it like Visser 3 being like, all right, I'm going to move the little pieces around the board to make sure this actually works. Like, yeah, no, that's that's how I read it. Was that 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 hologram is always up, and this was Venister Three thinking, hey, maybe if I put some bad intel out there, I can draw these people in. So yeah, does I, that mean that every night he's like, ha ha, have we got you? And it drops, and there's no one there, and he's like, oh, yes. Damn. I think they, I think they knew the minute that they got in. No, Visser Three, Visser Three is capable of coming up with this idea. Visser Three is not capable of manipulating anyone to do anything he wants. Therefore, I stand at the middle ground. That is every. Every night it is, aha, I have you. Okay, guys, back tonight. Back tomorrow night. Can someone bring me my pants? Because, like, okay, Tim, how would they know that they were there? I don't know. I was just, I was sort of under that impression that they maybe had somebody watching the, the, at the space between where the hologram is projected, like the entry points. So that someone saw human? That's what I, I that's how I had read it. I was like, how is this guy? I mean, I clearly, that's not how it went because he didn't know that they were humans, but that's how I'd read it. I was like, well, they knew that they came in. How does he not know that they're human now? You know what I'm saying? Right. But yeah, apparently that was not not the the way also, that does seem kind of rough to drop weights from a hundred mile an hour under the top of people's yeah, heads. Yeah, that would kill people, people, would it not? Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Probably. Yeah, that, I was like, that that dude Jake just did a murder again. That's not. Well, you know, the accidental murder. The accidental murders paved the way for the intentional yeah. murders. <laughs> the other thing we would have to consider, if all of this had been very carefully puppeteered by Visser Three, is that the spider in the air ducts also must have been Visser Three really hoping we just would ignore the spider and move on i mean i would have but if this is all specifically controlled ad not aha i have you each night yeah. then the spider had to have been mr three as well that was a specific turning point because he did shoot right past that area yeah the yurt pool he was like, ah, Yerkpool, no, not today, Yerkpool. What do we say and to the, the Yerkpool? Not today. Yeah. I actually this... understood that reference. Congratulations, Cap. <laughs> <laughs> but that was sort of a great series of events, too, when it was like Jake is going to, you know, school bust them in. Oh, crap, Spider. Oh, crap, Yerkpool. And it's like, are you going to do anything right here, Jake? No. Like, are you going to, yeah. I do want to talk about his decision. This is the second time Jake has been confronted with a pool of innocent Yerks. Well, innocent. Um, for those who can't hear air quotes. Um, <laughs> the first time was book six at the hospital where yep. he ends up with a yerk in yep. his head. Yep. And... I believe he decided to fry them at that point. Anybody remember different? No, because I his head goes underwater they and they're... Him. Well, he might have decided whatever. to... But I, think, I don't think it actually happened because that's the pool he fell into that got one in his head. Right. right. I think that was right. why they were like, I don't think he has a yerk. We were boiling them. And Axe is like, well, yes. we don't know for sure yet. Um, but in this case, Jake's decision is to let him go. Which I think strategically yeah, for... is the right call because that would yeah, have given them away. 
it wasn't for noble reasons. Yeah. It wasn't for, oh man, these are defenseless little little creatures. It was, they go nowhere here. We also at some point get Alfangor having to deal with, you know, a pool. What is this choice? So I guess, what is Jake's stance? And and if he is confronted again with one of these innocent Yurkles? Oh, I, I I think he's he's definitely in the take them out camp right now. Uh, as long as it's not bad for business, which this one was. I, I, I don't think he would have just left the Yurkel otherwise. Like, thank God. He made a good call there, dude. Not yeah. attracting attention to himself. Yep. Although if they had just, you know, gone ahead and blown the cover, Vister 3's plan of, aha, I have you, would not have worked. That's true, too. And with the information Jake had, sure, strategically right call. But it actually would have screwed up Vister 3's plan. How so? Well, if if they had done that, they wouldn't have come back to hang out in right. the fake column to grab the world leaders because they would have known that Vister 3 would Although be onto. Although I think onto. somebody made a, a comment about them just restocking the Yurkul. Yeah, that's kind of the reason why they didn't. Yeah. But they still wouldn't have come back to that specific spot and fallen into the trap at that point because they would have known. That's true. Someone would know. Yeah, yeah. they would have gone another way about it. I don't like David anymore. <laughs> Did you really like him gonna... after the first one? I didn't hate him. I kind of hate him now. Do you think... He, he, he is no Green Ranger. Uh, he's no good addition to the team. Do you think he's traumatized or do you think he is actually just a bad seed? Bad seed. Yeah. Yeah. You could you could make excuses for certain behaviors. Like he didn't want to get killed by an alien. Cool. Got it. But the way he acts afterwards when he's like, no, 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 I was good. I had that under control the whole time. And the way he waffles between which side he's on. And just the like no. killing random animals and yeah, yeah, wanting to turn into a cheetah and do jewel heists. And saying Tobias is not a person. I mean, that's a literal Wonder Woman villain right there. Um, do you think he would have turned himself in? To Visitor 3? Yes, yes. If if the situation, if that's what seemed to have put him in the best situation, yeah. that's what he would have done. He would have absolutely pulled a Chapman. <laughs> yes. But even Chapman, I think, was... Didn't Chapman do it to save his daughter? Yeah. Not in... You know no, not in the Andalite Chronicles, he didn't. Oh, that's true. Oh, that's Earlier, right. Chapman didn't. Chapman was yeah, yeah, yeah. piece of shit. That's, that's right, that. that's right. That daughter thing's just a convenient excuse to mask his own behavior under the guise of doing it for noble reasons. It's true. Yeah. It's true. My cover of the book says watch the Animorphs TV show. Yep, that's the first mine. time to mention it. I want to hear how you think David's going to die. Okay, so after the last hey, book... Tim, yeah. make it slow and enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get into our Rachel Rachel vibes here. This 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 description should trigger people's ASMR. Well, I don't. I don't know that I'm capable of that. But well, I gotta give. I gotta give setup here anyway. But uh, the step one, confident. The, the the first book, I had sort of set up that he was gonna get killed a certain way, and it was gonna be sort of in the progression of the story, like he would get taken down by Visser three or accidentally or something like that. I, I I tend to lean more now. I don't know. I I guess I still feel that way. I don't feel like any of the animorphs are gonna straight up kill him. Although. I kind of want Jake to, and I want Jake to do it right now, and then I want Tobias to get up. That's how I would like to read it. And then see that Jake has become this terrible monster that he was fighting <laughs> against and never see him again. Fly off into the distance, unable to be in the company of murderers. But yeah, I, I don't I don't see that as happening. I don't see as any of the Animorphs. I could see Visser 3 killing him. You couldn't see Rachel killing him? No. You couldn't see Rachel, whose bird boyfriend he just killed, killing him? No. Are, are, you, are you asking me if Rachel has it in her? Yes. Could I see it in the progression of this story? In book 22 of I, a book series for middle schoolers, no. I can't I, see straight-up murder happening. two comments. The first one so. is, 
Tim, book yes. three of this series had an attempted suicide. That's true. Stop saying we're in book 22. Shit can get bad at any point. I understand there are 54 books, but that does not mean everybody's safe. Also, yeah, no, no, no. I, I I, have no issue that he's going to die. No, I the, just, your beloved six su- are not guaranteed to be safe. Okay, that's fine too. I don't see anybody straight up taking out a knife and stabbing somebody else no, in the next book. No, of course. They're going to turn into something yeah. and then kill him. Rachel no, will do I, it with her bare hands. S- <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was a good one. The fact... <laughs> It'll be a grisly murder. <laughs> the fact that you're not considering that whoever tried to kill Sadler doesn't just come back and try to end the job when David takes over as Sadler. Come on. Easy shot there. Also, you're clearly choosing plot over character, Tim. I think you've made your decision. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do we really think somebody attempted to murder no, Sadler? Just oh, okay. It was Waldorf. Was like, Waldorf a, did it. There is a whole bunch of this book, like, subtext that I just missed. <laughs> Given that, like, we we've had entire discussions on, like, Chapman backing up and hitting people. <laughs> and the fact that you just never went there. Oh, that's so yeah, funny. That's, that was why, it, it, that's why Chapman's not in this. He's the assassin who went after Sadler. Or the guy who just accidentally hit a cyclist on the side of the road. Not even a cyclist, a child. Was a child. That guy who jumped out of a building in the last Rachel book? Chapman was actually up there and pushed him. <laughs> His trajectory was Chapman such that he would have never have wound up in that river. He'd have hit the sidewalk if he had jumped. But if he was pushed, he would have landed further out in the river. Chapman is the real villain of this entire series. Chapman and Visser 3 are the most incompetent villain team. It's like Spy versus Spy. So the, the book series is going to end with like Chapman reconsidering his position on evil and picking up Visser 3 and then throwing him down a big shaft in a space station. All while Jake is there. Laughing because he's having, now a controller. That having, is another option we have not considered. We I mean, we've already seen died. future Rachel with a yerk in her head, so. True. I really want to read this next book. Technically, you can as soon as we're done recording this episode. I know. You just won't remember it in two weeks. I know. That's the other problem. You can read it twice. It's true. Okay. Anything else on the content of this book? Double check. No. There is something I want to talk about, but I think it'd be better to wait till the next episode. Okay. Actually, no. I don't think it will because I think it actually gets discussed in the book. Okay. Then let's do it. Is this more prediction stuff then? No. Okay. I'm trying to find the quote. Give me a sec. Why do you think Jake calls for Rachel at the end? Because he needs backup and knows that she will come avenge Tobias and won't pull any punches. And also geographically, she's the closest because Marco is... She is geographically the closest. Didn't he say that he was? Yeah, X X goes to get Rachel because she's geographically the closest. They're in the suburbs. Cassie's Cassie's away geographically away marco's grounded they're still in the suburbs so it makes more sense to go for rachel than cassie who wouldn't do it and tobias is not an option marco also lives in the suburbs he's in the same neighborhood as marco's super grounded it's four in the morning and he'd only get more grounded if he got caught so would any of them i think that is the super grounded grounding (laughs) they're all pretty much grounded all the time at this point okay well i mean if anyone's gonna kill a man it's it's rachel so i mean that's what i'm trying to get to but yes it's problematic what's problematic just it's something to think on as we go into a rachel book how do you think she is going to handle being the one to be called on to potentially kill david in this situation or avenge tobias however you want to look at it 
You don't I mean, have to I answer. Look, I'm just saying. I look forward to the skydiving grizzly bear. <laughs> Can we talk, too, about both of these books, parts one and two, ending with them falling from the sky? No, wait, does it end there? Yes. Yeah, oh. they were falling as roaches, and then uh, they were falling through the they skylight. They fall through the skylight. They are falling right. when the book stops. Yeah. They're not falling from as high in this one, but they're still falling. Yeah. yeah. All right, there's not really any technology in this one that would make a difference. I mean, fucking installing security cameras anywhere. Well, that's always a thing. Yeah. yeah. That being the case, I believe it is time for animal facts. Yay! I have here an article about a certain kind of insect drinking tears. It's not the bee thing. Butterflies sip turtle tears. What? Okay. Um, a video shot in the Peruvian Amazon in 2018 shows species of butterflies drinking tears directly from the eyes of turtles that were basking by the river. I am reading from LiveScience.com. Uh... The the butterflies, about eight species from three different families, were all after sodium. Um, butterflies can't get sodium from flowers, so they have to find it elsewhere. Some species dive into poop, and I doubt they care about cat poop versus dog poop. That's who poop's so boring. <laughs> um, some find it in dirt, but in the case of these eight species, they drink the tears of turtles. And you can find video of this online if you want to see it. Um... Do the turtles appreciate this? I mean, they they declined to comment. Ah, okay. Yeah. Um, the turtles were filmed for about ten minutes without uh without like chasing them off. It was probably distracting to the turtles. The the person who shot the video, whose name is Phil Torres, uh, he speculated that it probably was distracting to them, and that that's probably how he was able to sit there and get the footage. Um, turtles are so quick to move away. Oh, here we go. They definitely don't seem to enjoy it. He said. This is a fairly colorful example of commensalism, a species partnership where one species benefits and the other species doesn't really get affected positively or negatively. So, yeah, it sounds like a nuisance. But uh, to to quote LeVar Burton, butterflies in your eyes, you're a turtle. <laughs> paraphrase more than quote. Yeah. yeah, I was about to say, I think you misquoted there. But, uh, I paraphrased. I, drinking the tears of your enemies sounds like a pretty hardcore battle thing to do. Are you saying turtles and butterflies are mortal enemies? That's what I was trying to figure I, out. I can't help but think that that has to be the situation. All right, I need that issue of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles now. <laughs> What led to their battle? Did butterflies take the speed of turtles and this is why and now they can drink the tears and mockery? Yes. It's like a it's like a, a Hatfield McCoy situation. It's like they just hated each other for so long nobody really remembers why. That is how life goes. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. In case uh in case you needed to know which animals are the most emo, butterflies <laughs> drink turtle tears. Just because you're colorful doesn't mean you're emo. No, I'm I don't terrified. think there's really any correlation there at all. <laughs> Drinking tears, I would describe as pretty emo. Yeah. That is what I did back in my emo days. <laughs> I think, no, I was emo. It's seen that I haven't figured out yet. Uh, all right. Well, we don't have any new listener questions or reviews. Has anyone chimed in on the Discord? Do you have that in front of you at Let's hand? Let's see. Uh, I did have someone chime in on Twitter. Oh, what as you got? for on Discord, there's some discussion about the upcoming books 
um, but everybody seems to have a pretty clear uh, memory of the David trilogy as a part of their Animorphs reading. Um, there are no specific comments. Um, I did post on Twitter that we are continuing the David trilogy. David gets fairly selfish in his ideas for morphing, breaking into hotels, cheetah stealing jewels. What selfish thing would you do? And friend of the ca- podcast, Pod, uh, Podville? I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah, Podville gonna... like Vaudeville. Yeah. So friend of the podcast, Podville, replied all the heist, Ocean's Eleven Animorphs, and used a heist gif from uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which are probably the best episodes. We get a lot of likes on it, but that's the only person who is willing to be selfish with their morphs. Okay, so what would each of us do selfishly with animal morphs? Go harass whoever is fucking setting off fireworks on May 21st. I think the first thing that I would do legitimately if I could morph an animal is morph an otter and then float down a river. That's 100% true. I completely believe that, actually. Yeah, uh uh-huh. That is my first stop. (laughs) There's nothing I can do. I'd become a butterfly and go drink some turtle tears. (laughs) What would I do? But those aren't really, like, selfish. Like, we're talking about... David does acts where he is, in some ways, in some way harming society in some sort, or a person, or something. You floating down a river as an otter. Nope, doesn't bother anybody. Nope. But, man, I've watched an otter float, like, at the zoo, or, like, on TV or something, and I'm like, man, that's the way to be. Also, Tim spells zoo with an umlaut. (laughs) At the zoo. Did I say zoo funny? You said zoo zoo funny. (laughs) I mean... All right. I would sneak into Burberry and get a purse. Never. As, like, how? Like... Like, how am I going to sneak in? No, like, what would you morph? Um, Just, like, morph like a monkey or something and just run and grab it and leave? Maybe. Because <laughs> they'd be like, who's going to say anything? They'd be like, look at that monkey. It just took a purse. Well, so the Burberry store is, I think, four or five flights. So you got to morph something that can get out of a window and not hurt itself. And a monkey but also hold the purse. Could, yeah, go up the emergency um, escapes. So yeah, monkey works. Just like a chimp. Yeah. Something We've small. got ourselves a purse theft in the room org. <laughs> but yeah, Burberry purses are so expensive. See, that is what kind of selfish. Not floating down a fucking river. Like, if I, the first thing I'm going to do when I turn, like, I'm able to morph is, like, go be a bird or something. Or a dog. No, like, I don't want to steal stuff. I don't want to float down a river as an otter. Just the bare necessities of life. <laughs> go get all the comic book spoilers and sell them. I don't know. Go, uh... go watch the season finale of Game of Thrones before it came out last week. No, I know what I would do. I would go back in time and create myself a, myself a Sario Rip to go back okay. in time. I was about to be like, you can't fucking go back in time, but they have gone back in time. So fine, fine. Here you go. Go ahead. I'll give it to you. And then I would sneak even more Starbucks cups and water bottles onto the set of <laughs> There you go. In fact, you're welcome, internet. It was me. I did it. We finally figured it out. Yep. Oh, that's so good. It wasn't Amelia Clark. I did it. <laughs> Come on, Tim. There's gotta be something. I know. I'm thinking. I'm working on it. Break in and... I have like zero urge to break in anywhere. <laughs> and meet your favorite movie star or something. We do call that harassment. I might. But... I, I don't know how I would do it yet because I would have to bring my golf clubs, but I might sneak onto a private golf course. See? There you go. Yeah. That might happen. That would take some planning. Maybe some trips as a bird as I would have to bring the clubs in individually. There you go. No, you, you, you start with a mold morph and you tunnel in. No, a oh, groundhog. There we is. go. Actually, this is Caddyshack. 
never mind. That was that was someone in a morph trying to get their golf clubs in. You nope. caddyshack it. Perfect. Yeah, nailed it in one. <laughs> and you are welcome to go tell us on Twitter, find this thread, and tell us what you would do that is selfish or ridiculous. Yeah. I would steal two purses and sell one. Morph into a dog just to gain human affection while running through a park. Oops, yeah, I, I made would, it sad. I would <laughs> probably spend a lot of time as a dog chasing that, that happiness high. Yeah, that's the real reason to be a dog. Yeah. Or an otter floating down the river. Tim gave the right answer first. <laughs> Throw all the shade you want. Tim was right. <laughs> Tim was right in the, what would you do if you got your powers today? What would you go do first? Follow-up yep. question. If you could morph, what would you do for a Klondike bar? <laughs> Nothing, because I don't particularly love Klondike bar. Morph seagulls and steal people's Klondike bars as they walk down the road, I guess. Would you prefer a Choco Taco? No. Oh. Good grief. <laughs> Murder your neighbor with their fireworks. <laughs> It was a 12 gauge firework. I'm just saying. Welcome to my life. From <laughs> roughly May through like November. It's just random firework night. Well, um, I believe now, Tim. Yes. It is time for you to predict what happens in book 22. Okay. Tobias comes back chapter one. He's not dead. He wasn't dead. Okay. I'm not sure how that misunderstanding happened, but it happened. David is gonna die. He's gonna get, he's gonna get deaded in the conflict between the Animorphs and Visser 3. The, the, the Animorphs are not gonna outright murder him, but somehow they'll be involved in his death. Uh, the president stuff will get resolved without much How? issue. How like will nothing... it be resolved? <sighs> Don't be vague, <sighs> Timothy. I, I, it, it doesn't take off. I guess is the the thing. Like somehow that doesn't land for Visser Three. Either the time it will be thrown off by the battle. The the battle will happen right before whatever plan he has with the actual president, which is the next night, I believe. Yes. So that that that'll get that'll get thrown off kilter by that by David dying. Visser Three is going to be upset by David dying. No, no, no. It's just that conflict in which David dies will he'll either be defeated or somehow his plan will be foiled and it'll happen right before the time that they would have done whatever it is with the president. All right, Tim, yes. may I have an adjective? Blue. A noun. Hula hoop. Captain Holt would approve. Isn't it the best cold open? That is very good. Uh, an action verb, please. <laughs> I wanted to say hula hooping, but I'm going to say running. The loop-de-loop. No, what was it? The whoopsie doodle? The whoopsie doodle. And a team name. Uh, the Avengers. All right. David is blue, hula hoop hungry, and he has nothing to run. That's why the Avengers have to get rid of him now. Okay, I have no idea what the first part of that actually (laughs) says. But now I'm starting to wonder if maybe the Animorphs do intentionally and purposefully take him out david is dangerous power hungry and he has nothing to lose that's why the anamorphs have to get rid of him now where do you think the blue box is everybody i I actually actually don't remember remember. oh i don't i I don't i'm glad you don't remember yeah um because they have david still has it right they never got it from david they took it from david david got knocked out oh no no they did they did they did there's a cassie's cassie's born where her parents can find it where david could sneak in and steal it i don't know that doesn't seem like they have a whole lot of options for where they could have kept it. They can't put it in Jake's house because of Tom. I'm almost positive I remember the answer to this and it is buck wild if it is in fact the answer. I, is it something that I should know? Have they addressed it? I'm I mean, not sure there's really a way you would guess it blind. Okay. If okay. you're going to okay. guess a safe place, 
that nobody's going to find. We have a whole colony of Horkajir that are free. Yeah, that's true. But I don't think it's that's there. That's true. I don't think so either, but that would actually make the most sense to leave it there because I think they'd be the least likely to use it too. I have... there's only the two of them. There's a I, lot more than three. I have messaged Mag with what I remember to be the answer. Shit. I don't know. Like I say, if I'm right, that's pretty buck wild. <laughs> But I'm almost positive that that's where it was hidden. I don't know. And I'm not entirely sure it gets answered in the next book either. We'd like to thank Christina Spinks for our show art. If you're interested in getting some cool art from her, email her at c.spinks.animator at gmail.com or visit her at chaosdoesart on Instagram. Peep our social means at Minds at Yerk on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to send us questions, comments, or love letters, you can email us at mindsatyerk at gmail.com or by visiting our website at mindsatyerk.com. Remember, Yerk is spelled Y-E-E-R-K. If you like us and want to help us out, rate or review us or both on Apple Podcasts. Share us with friends. We are available on your podcatching platform of choice, and if we are not, just let us know and we'll find a way to get there. Anyone else have anything else to add? Did you mention the Discord? I did not mention the Discord. We have a Discord. Be in it. <laughs> Join us. Join us. Talk to us about, well, mostly not adding Animorphs. Really, most of the conversation there stays pretty off-topic, often involving musical theater, which probably comes as no shock at this point. Anything else? I'll mention panelology, comics talk. If you made it through all the comics talk earlier, come listen to that for more comics talk. Meg, what would you like to mention? Uh, I host a bunch of podcasts outside of this one. Uh, go check out my blog for more information on them. Say your blog. I don't think you've said your blog on here before. Oh, uh, it is Meg Griffin with three G's in the middle. M-E-G-G-G-R-I-F-F-I-N.com. Cool. Tim, would you like to promote anything? I am the co-ghost of a Animorphs fan podcast called Minds at Yerk. That's this one. Uh, oops. No, I don't have anything else in my life. Okay. Well, um, just throwing this one out here, by the way, you two are now tied for guest host appearances on Panelology. Really? Let the arms race begin. I'm Alex. Nope. Wait, no? Nope. Yeah. You know, no. Every, Gotta do the book thing. Every week. Every See, week. I like doing it after. <laughs> I always try to do it after. You guys always no, make because me do Tim it goes, and until then, I am Tim, and until then, we fight. <laughs> so I don't know when that started, but I just know it's a thing. Stifling <laughs> my art. Somebody say when. <laughs> when. David, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but bite me. <laughs> you know what? Oh, so good. I'm feeling a little bit um, targeted by that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I swear to God or whatever I flipped to that at random and that was the first thing my eyes fell on. Uh-huh. I'm just saying. My thought process was David, comma. Oh well, this is gonna be some throwaway. Oh no, this is it. We're doing this fight, me. My name is Alex. My name is Megan. And my name is Tim. And until then, to be continued. We fight again. <laughs> <laughs>